Welcome to Earth's Great History, a podcast dedicated to the history of our magnificent world. I am your host, Jason Taylor, a student of Mount Royal University in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. This pilot episode, I will be discussing one of the most intriguing eras in Europe's history, Nazi Germany. Now, fortunately for me, I love history, so this is surely going to be fun for me. I'm also going to explain as a disclaimer that I 100% against the ideologies and beliefs that Hitler and Nazi Germany stood for, just in case someone hears something the wrong way. Another thing is, most of the information that I am sharing is of my own knowledge. Now, Nazi Germany is one of the most infamous eras in Germany's history. It was a dictatorship led by Adolf Hitler and the National Socialist Party of Germany, a party rooted in fascism. The dictatorship lasted for around 12 years, from 1933 to 1945, when Germany lost the war in Europe. However, the origins of Nazi Germany date back to 1919 with the Treaty of Versailles on the 28th of June. The Treaty of Versailles was a treaty which essentially made Germany take responsibility for World War I, even though World War I wasn't even remotely Germany's fault alone, or at least wasn't only Germany's responsibility. Adolf Hitler served in the German army in World War I, and the Treaty of Versailles angered him. He and many German people thought it was unfair. The treaty forced Germany to reduce their military, reduced the land that Germany controlled, and made Germany pay war reparations. In the 1920s, Germany's economy was one of the worst in the world, with hyperinflation causing loaf of bread to cost as much as 200 billion marks. The Great Depression made things even worse, and people had lost trust in the Weimar Republic. There was no national pride in Germany. During this time, Hitler had joined the German Workers' Party, a precursor to the National Socialist Party. Hitler became leader of the National Socialist Party in 1921 and led a failed coup d'etat in an event known as the Beer Hall Putsch in 1923. This landed Hitler in prison, where he would stay from April to December of 1924. Hitler would write Mein Kampf in the prison, an autobiography that detailed his scapegoat of the Jews and his plans for Germany's future. The book would be a bestseller when Nazi Germany formed in 1933. Now when the 1930s came, the German people were divided between the Communist Party of Germany and the National Socialist Party. Hitler was extremely anti-communist and conveyed people that only his party could fix and restore the glorious country that Germany once was, and it worked. Hitler became Chancellor of Germany after winning elections in July and November of 1932. The Nazis were now in power. Hitler would become Führer of Germany upon the death of President Paul von Hindenburg on the 2nd of August, 1934 and Hitler's government would begin an operation to totally Nazify the country. One of Hitler's biggest agendas was to eradicate the Treaty of Versailles. He stopped war reparation payments. He increased the military in size and started to take back all the land lost in the treaty, like the Sudetenland and the Rhineland. The Treaty of Versailles was invalid to Hitler. Around this time, Hitler began to chip away at the human rights of Jews in the country, 
Little by little, the Jews were seeing their rights taken away. Hitler encouraged non-Jewish Germans or Aryan Germans to boycott Jewish businesses and to avoid doing anything with Jewish people. By 1938, tensions towards Jewish people in Germany were coming to a boil, with Kristallnacht occurring on the 9th and 10th of November, where Jewish businesses were destroyed. Jews were either beaten or killed, and their homes and possessions were burned. However, this was just the tip of the iceberg. Things would get much worse for Jews in not only Germany, but Eastern Europe as well. Hitler's actions were beginning to grab the attentions of the British and French governments, two governments that were signees of the Treaty of Versailles. Germany's expansion was a big concern for England, and especially France, as Germany was especially hostile towards France. It wasn't until the 1st of September 1939 that Germany had really crossed the line. Germany's invasion of Poland started the Second World War with England and France declaring war on Germany and Canada following suit on the 10th of September. Poland stood no chance as Germany and the Soviet Union split Poland down the middle in a victory. As the new war blazed on, the world got to see the true power of the Nazi army as the Germans pushed into the Netherlands, Belgium, and France, all with ease. To Hitler, the results were splendid. Everything was going their way, at least so far. For those of you who are just tuning in, you are listening to Earth's Great History, a history podcast hosted by Jason Taylor of Mount Royal University. Now, I have seen and read some propaganda that was displayed in Germany at the time. I have read an anti-Semitic children's book that was read to children at the time called Der Gift Pills, or The Poisonous Mushroom, and looked at footage of what life in Nazi Germany looked like. The Poisonous Mushroom taught children how to identify a Jew, what to do if approached by a Jew, and the reasons why Jews were bad for the country. Unlike many children's books that I have read where the lessons are about things like being kind to one another or the importance of companionship, the lesson in this book is much more drastic and serious. I will say again that I do not promote Nazism, I only use these to learn about what was taught in Germany under the Nazis. What I find especially interesting about a man like Adolf Hitler was that he was really true to his word. When he promised the German people something, he delivered, whether it was good or bad morally. For example, he promised to rebuild the German economy, and he delivered. He nationalized industries like automobile manufacturing, weapons and ammunition building, infrastructure, and even cinema. He restored pride in the German people, and many people in Germany had begun to see Hitler as a sort of hero. When 1940 came around, Nazi Germany had pushed through a good chunk of Europe, with France, Netherlands, Belgium, Poland, Czechia, and many other regions in Europe under Nazi control, or were puppet states to Germany. Germany was roaring after the fall of France in June 1940, with the UK being Germany's next target. The Blitz began in September of 1940 and ended in failure, although with heavy casualties on the British side. This event may have foreshadowed the future of the war for Germany. However, Hitler remained confident. World War II has always been something that fascinated me more than any other time in history. I always found the leaders of World War II to be some of the most influential and interesting figures of all time, whether good or bad. 
and this war was truly monumental and a true global event. After the failure of Britain, Adolf Hitler decided to focus on the Eastern Front and African campaigns more. Hitler sent troops to Libya to fight with the Italians against British and French troops in Africa. Hitler also sent troops to the Eastern Front to prepare for an offensive against an ally. 1941 was a year that saw the tables turn for Nazi Germany. Throughout 1939 and 1940, the Germans looked unstoppable. However, in what I believe to be Hitler's biggest mistake, he betrayed the Russians on the 22nd of June, 1941. Operation Barbarossa commenced. The attack took Joseph Stalin and the Soviet Union by surprise, as the two countries had been allies earlier in the war, even signing a truce pact prior to Germany's invasion of Poland in 1939. The logic behind Hitler's invasion of the Soviet Union can be explained in his policy of Lebensraum, or living space, a policy aimed at expanding the country so there was more living space for the Aryan Germans. The offensive came at a catastrophic cost. Of the nearly 4 million Axis soldiers sent to Russia, over 1 million died in a failed mission. This event in itself was the turning point of the war in Europe. The Battle of Stalingrad in 1942 claimed nearly 300,000 German soldiers alone. When Japan attacked Pearl Harbor on the 7th of December 1941, the Americans were brought into World War II, and soon, Adolf Hitler also declared war on the United States, yet another catastrophic decision by Adolf Hitler. Once again, this is Earth's Great History, a history podcast hosted by Jason Taylor of Mount Royal University. Operation Barbarossa will go down as one of the biggest turning points in World War II, along with the attack on Pearl Harbor in 1941 and the Battle of Midway in 1942. I also like to think of Operation Barbarossa as Hitler's Waterloo. This offensive in itself was devastating to the morale of the German army as well as the German people. More and more battles were being lost. By the end of Operation Barbarossa, only 6,000 soldiers returned to Germany. The popularity of the Nazi party was starting to slip through the fingers of Hitler. Germany was losing a lot of the territorial gain it had gained in the earlier stages of the war, like France and many Eastern European regions that the Soviets would take over. One of the more appalling atrocities committed by the Nazis were the concentration camps. The concentration camps under the Nazi regime housed Jews, homosexuals, Jehovah's Witnesses, and other groups of people that the Nazis deemed inferior. In these camps, more than 6 million Jews were murdered out of a population of 9 million Jews in Europe, according to the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum. Another 11 million people were killed. These camps were known for using gas chambers for killing many of its victims, which were disguised as showers. Executions by hanging, firing squad, and even guillotine were also commonplace at these camps. As 1944 and 1945 came around, it was very evident in Germany that the war was lost. Operation Overlord in June 1944 saw an Allied invasion of Europe that Hitler was not prepared or equipped for. The Soviet Union, United Kingdom, and the United States cooperated on an invasion of Germany in 1945, and the Nazis were getting desperate. By April 1945, all hope was lost for Hitler. 
He knew the end was near. Either he faced execution at the hands of his enemies, or he went out on his own hands. He would choose the latter. On the 29th of April, Hitler married Eva Braun, his longtime partner, and both would commit suicide the next day on the 30th of April, just 10 days after Hitler's 56th birthday. Nazi Germany would surrender and capitulate on the 8th of May, ending the war in Europe. World War II would go on for another four months before Japan surrendered to the United States on the 2nd of September, ending World War II. It's crazy how a country that became so powerful so quickly also managed to fall apart just as fast. The story of Nazi Germany was full of tragedy and ran by a despicable group of individuals. For the Nazi politicians, they knew that when the end came, they were going to die either at their own hands or at the hands of their enemies. They had a plan in case this happened, where Nazi politicians and officers were given cyanide pills in case they were captured to escape being killed by their enemies. Heinrich Himmler committed suicide under British detainment and Hermann Göring also committed suicide before his trial could be carried out over a year after Nazi Germany fell. In the aftermath of World War II, Germany was split into two. The Western-controlled West Germany and the Soviet-controlled East Germany, and thus began the Cold War. Germany would remain divided until 1989 when the Berlin Wall fell, and East and West Germany were once again reunited into the Germany that we know today. Like Nazi Germany, the Soviet Union also fell as communism began to fall apart around much of the world, particularly Europe. Today, Nazi Germany remains an incredibly sensitive topic to discuss, especially in Germany. The Nazi period remains a dark stain on Germany's history, and as a result, the Nazi swastika that was so prominent in the 1930s and 40s in Germany is now banned, as well as Mein Kampf. Holocaust denial in Germany is also illegal as well. The Germans have learned and know that that path can't be walked again. The story of Nazi Germany was a short but very violent and evil story. Nazi Germany may be long gone by now, but the effects are still felt today. Nazi Germany will remain a dark and shameful part of Germany's history to most Germans. As for this episode, I would like to thank you for listening to this pilot episode of Earth's Great History. I am hoping that you have learned a little more about history today. Be sure to stay tuned for the next episode. As for now, until next time, God bless.